Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cap of Honor podcast. I'm your host, Colin Tesser of WrestleZone.com. Another Monday, another exciting episode of Ring of Honor Wrestling, and we'll talk all about that and just the, the latest happenings in the world of Ring of Honor here on the Recap of Honor. Before I do, just want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered, so leave a like and subscribe. So this week on Ring of Honor Wrestling, we got not two, but three matches, all of which were very exciting in, in their own ways, uh, whether it was a, a clash of two very uh, dynamic stables with the Foundation and Shane Taylor Promotions, or whether it was Quinn McKay vying for a ticket to gold in the women's world title tournament for uh, her second attempt. So definitely a lot to get into there. Uh, first off, we had an, uh, an unadvertised match between Fred Yehai and Ray Oris, two guys that have been uh, kind of uh, in the mix in, in, diff in different divisions here. We saw Fred Yehai challenge for the pure title a couple weeks ago, came up short against Jonathan Gresham. Oris is a guy that's challenged for the TV title in recent months, and he picked up a big win over Demonic Flameda uh, on the hour one of Best in the World pay-per-view just uh, earlier this month. So now uh, coming out of the pay-per-view here, both guys looking to gain some momentum here in the singles match. And uh, before the match, in a little on-screen graphic, it was, uh, was shown that this was Yehai's first non-pure rules singles match in Ring of Honor, and then took me by surprise, but then I realized that Yehai, uh, he competed in, in the pure title match, or the pure title uh, tournament last year, that was obviously all, all pure rules matches, he's uh, competed in a couple of pure rules tag team matches, but, and obviously, like I said, challenge for the, the pure title, and again, that would be in, in a pure rules match, so I guess, obviously, that tracks that this would be his first, uh, you know, non-pure rules singles match versus a guy in Ray Oris, a guy that's, again, challenged for the TV title, so, uh, Definitely a match with some some implications in in the TV title uh, division there. So for me, uh, uh, even the commentary commentary team hinted that Oris is a guy that's kind of uh, maybe looking to, to climb up the rankings in the TV title division. So uh, coming off his win over Demonic Flamita, maybe he could be uh, considered the favorite in this match. So it wouldn't be all that surprising to see that he won this match against uh, Fred Yehai. Uh, so uh, all all of a sudden, Oris uh, straightened together two wins there. Uh, and maybe, uh, maybe in, in line for another TV title shot, he did challenge the, the the current champion Dragon Lee several months ago. I think that was back in January uh, before Lee lost the title. Now Lee is the champion again, so maybe a rematch of that one. And I know I enjoyed that match a lot the first time around, and I, I would definitely would not mind seeing them mix it up a second time. So uh, Ray Oris definitely picking up a, a big win here, probably climbing the rankings in, in the TV division and. I mean, I would I would expect to see him challenge for a title sooner around later because uh, obviously you have any number of people that are uh, making a case for a, a title shot of their own. But, you know, all of a sudden, Oris, two good ones there, definitely has a good case for a title shot there. So we have that match. And then kind of a, the maybe the most... Uh, anticipated match for this week was Quinn McKay facing Mandy Leon uh, in, a, in a, her second attempt to earn her ticket to gold for the Women's World Title Tournament. Uh, previously, uh, Quinn McKay, uh, formerly the, or I should say currently, uh, the broadcaster, the host of Ring of Wrestling, but still uh, hoping to get into the wrestling side of things. Uh, she lost her first match against Angelina Love. She's been feuding with the lawyer for several months now. Uh, Mandy Leon cost McKay that first match. Uh, Leon, uh, you know, ruined McKay's great performance in that match. Helped uh, Mandy, uh, helped Angelina Love win that one with the win there. Angelina Love earned a first round bye in the tournament, but with a, a solid effort in that match, uh, Maria Canales Bennett decided to give Quinn McKay a second shot at qualifying for the women's title tournament. So we had this match here where this was Mandy Leon's first match on Ring of Honor TV since I believe the, the on-screen graphics said, I think it was October 2019, which is a very long time. 
time. Obviously, I think she's been training and getting ready for this match for quite a while as well. But uh, in some ways, as uh, Ian Riccoboni pointed out in commentary, McKay ironically had kind of a not the experience advantage, but maybe the the ring readiness advantage in terms of she had that match against Angelina Love just, I think, two or so months ago, whereas um, Leon had a longer layoff there. So definitely it's interesting to kind of see who would be able to gain the upper hand in that sense. Uh, Angelina Love was a ringside for this match, so of course that was a factor as well. But I did enjoy the, the pre-match promos where, uh, especially for, from Quinn McKay, where she said that really despite their their kind of demeanor despite their characters uh she is a lot a lot like uh, uh mandy leon in many ways she um leon has been a backstage interviewer she's been exactly where uh, mckay is now maybe that's where that jealousy stems from so you know the, and I, I just like that kind of that dynamic there rather than just you know the classic like you know maybe the good guy looking for revenge or or you know someone looking to get this this tight opportunity mckay more painted it as this you know this the story where Leon was looking at the the past version of herself and and maybe felt some jealousy about where she is now. To, you know, add, adding some more complexity, adding some more layers to that story. So again, uh, just you know, with Angelina Love being a ringside, you know, there's definitely a, a, an uphill battle for uh, Quinnake no matter what. Definitely put in a good performance again, uh, but uh, unfortunately for her at least, uh, Mandy Leon Mandy Leon won this one, so Quinnake will not be in the Women's World Title Tournament. I don't know what that means for the bracket because uh, even though we saw Chelsea Green debut at the Best in the World, she won't be in the tournament. She's not medically cleared to do so. Uh, so now there would seem to be an open spot in this tournament. I'm not quite sure who that's going to go to. Uh, there hasn't really been a, an announcement about it as far as I've seen, and the, the commentary team didn't say anything either. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens. That could be revealed this week on uh, Women's Vision Wednesday or you know, shortly thereafter. We do know the tournament will begin, uh, I think, the weekend of July 31st on Nirvana Wrestling. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to, to seeing the tournament begin. But again, with this you know open spot here, I'm not quite sure. We've seen a couple of participants be, not be able to uh, compete in the tournament for any number of reasons. We saw uh, Allison Rex get taken out of the tournament due to an injury. We saw Vita Von Starr get taken out of the tournament for, through her actions as a member of the Righteous. Uh, and now again here, uh, for me, I had kind of largely assumed that McKay would qualify for the tournament, but instead, Mandy Ullen won here. And I do want to say I, I like that kind of, you know, inversion of the formula where usually, you know, the, the bad guy wins the first round, the good guy wins the second round. McKay lost again here, and now she'll have even more of a reason to hope for some revenge down the road against uh, the or whenever that may come. And, you know, it, uh, it, won't, it may not be in the women's title tournament, but uh, at the same time, maybe now that the women's division is getting back up and running, we'll, cause we'll see another chapter of the story at some point down the road. Uh, but it's worth noting that Maria Kalis Bennett was on commentary for this match. So uh, she definitely was not thrilled with the interference of Angelina Love. In the end, uh, Love distracted the referee and, and also gave uh, Leon some brass knuckles and Leon hit McKay to, to get the win there. So she, she pretty much hinted that, you know, she's on the board of directors. Uh, she, she explicitly said that, and she hinted that she could take some action to, you know, punish or, or you know, to sanction the or with their continuing interference. I mean, that's exactly what, what she did with Vita Von Starr and the Righteous. So wouldn't be all too surprising to see uh, Leon and or uh, Angelina Love get punished for, for their actions here. And I'm not quite sure what that would mean for the tournament, especially with Angelina Love being, you know, I would say one of the favorites to win the whole thing. But uh, definitely a situation worth looking you know and keeping an eye out for in the weeks and months that follow here and in the main event the big yeah the very much the most exciting match on the card for me at least again as a fan of the ongoing stable warfare that we've seen 
for months now. Uh, for this for this round, it was the foundation versus Shane Taylor Promotions, albeit in a different way. We saw this match, I think it was back in February or so, and Shane Taylor Promotions won that one. Uh, Taylor pinned Jay Lethal there. Here, uh, Jonathan Gresham was at least seemingly injured. He, he had, uh, uh, I guess, supposedly tweaked his knee, as he said, at the beginning of the show. So Joe Keys, a guy that we've seen a couple times on Ring of Honor TV, uh, a student of Gresham at the Ring of Honor Dojo, he filled in for Gresham in this match. Definitely a, a, a big chance for Joe Keys in the main event match here. And on the other hand, he had Shane Taylor promotions. We've seen Taylor. We've seen Moses and Khan of Soldiers of Savagery. They're the six-man tag team champions. But this time we saw O'Shea Edwards kind of make his big – in some ways, not his debut. We've seen him uh, compete in the rankings, but overall, we saw him uh, in some matches against Sledge on, on the YouTube channel and, and week by week. But for me, at least, definitely a big opportunity for O'Shea Edwards in, in this main event match. So both guys, really, uh, O'Shea Edwards and Joe Keyes, getting a chance to, to shine in the, in the spotlight here uh, in this main event match with you know Jay Lethal, a former world champion, with Shane Taylor, a former TV champion. And as uh, Rick Bonnie on commentary said the best himself, there was not a, a weak link in this match, right? Everyone, everyone looked great. Everyone, everyone kind of held up their end of the of the deal, I guess, by by you know putting in a good performance, and and nobody was really the, the true weak link. You know, nobody really cost. The other team the match right i mean at the, at the end of the day somebody's got to win somebody's got to lose and here uh there was definitely a moment at the near the end where it, it looked like shane taylor was going to pin jay lethal yet again uh for the second time in this uh somewhat rematch of the between, uh, between the two stables but instead it was o'shea edwards picking up a big win uh, for his team by pinning joe keys uh we've seen this kind of match several times in recent months again with all those battles for for stable supremacy you know, uh, we've seen the just dynamic classes between two uh, various groups, whether it's been the Foundation or LFI or Violence Unlimited. Now Shane Taylor Promotions getting in there. And, you know, uh, it's a bit worth noting, of course, Shane Taylor Promotions has been kind of on the sidelines or maybe in the background of this table feud. But now two wins over the Foundation. And you've definitely got to definitely got to at least make a case that, you know, Shane Taylor Promotions quickly climbing the ranks and becoming just if maybe maybe at least on that same playing field as the, the other the, the other stables here and especially the, given the fact that uh, Shane Taylor Promotions does hold the, the six man titles you know all of a sudden they've definitely got a case to be made uh if not the most dominant stable in Ring of Honor, definitely they, they deserve to be in that conversation. So uh, at the same time, you know, uh, as much as you can celebrate the Shane Tower Promotions winning here, uh, maybe some some cracks in the foundation. We've seen for, uh, I'll say, a, a couple months now, the foundation, uh, you know, Jay Lethal lost to Roosh at 19th anniversary. Uh, Jonathan Gresham is still the pure champion. He's still going strong, but the foundation lost the tag titles at 19th anniversary as well. So uh, on top of this loss here, definitely got to wonder about, um, you know, they're kind of on, on a cold streak and definitely desperate for some positive momentum here. And hopefully they'll be able to get it soon. Otherwise, their quest to purify Ring of Honor might be on thin ice in some ways. So, you know, definitely the unfortunate for them that they lost this match, which could have been a great way to kind of uh, maybe maybe patch some of those cracks and, and gain some of that moment, moment, ah, momentum they really need. Um, but unfortunately, they came up short and we'll have to wait and see. Uh, if they can regroup, but overall, either way, win or lose, it was a very good match. I enjoyed it a lot, and as I said, definitely a great way for Shane Taylor Promotions to pick up a, a big win and uh, definitely re-enter that conversation conversation for the most dominant stable in Ring of Honor. Um, and you know, I'd I'd like to see them face off against LFI against uh, Chaos, uh, Violence Limited there, and hopefully we'll we'll get to see some of those matches soon. And, and next week we're we're aligned for get another exciting show as well. We're gonna have another three match show. Usually we'll see two matches and and really the spotlight beyond them. But next week we'll see 
uh, three exciting matches in, in different ways as well. Just like this one, definitely uh, each one bringing different things to the table, bringing up my notes here just to make sure I get them right. So we're going to see Sledge versus PCO. I interviewed Sledge a couple months ago. I, I don't remember when it was. I think it was April. And he had teased that he wants to face PCO. He wants to test whether he, he really is human. And we saw the this match officially get teased at uh, Best in the World when Sledge came down to the ring and confronted PCO after PCO and Dan Housen beat the bouncers. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, just like we, we, we saw with O'Shea Edwards and uh, with old Joe Keys, definitely a chance for Sledge to have a breakout moment of his own here uh, by facing a former world champion in PCO. You know, two big powerhouses, two big dudes, two fun personalities. Definitely going to be a fun match there. Uh, similarly, we're going to see a triple threat match between Dalton Castle, Dak Draper, and Eli Isom. A match that's definitely been you, seemingly in the works for a while, for, ever since Castle kind of returned with his quest to to add drama and flair to Ring of Honor TV. Um, you, we saw these three guys team up at Best in the World and challenge Taylor Promotions, but uh, they were definitely not on the same page, and they came up short in that match, largely due to that tension and that conflict that you know castle i would argue cost ice in the match at a couple different points now they're going to clash in a triple threat match and we really don't see too many triple threat matches in ring of honor you know they're definitely not a, a common occurrence i would say so uh definitely a, a, a situation that that warrants it and i'd be curious to see who emerges victorious here and then uh where where they go from there right i i still think that there's some you know commonality to be found between Castle and Dak Draper. Maybe they can find a way to coexist, or maybe these two guys will will go their separate ways. And whoever wins could definitely uh, enter, or you know, be, I should say, rise to the top of, of any number of the, the three. I should say the, the three divisions here: Ring of Honor, TV title, um, or the world the world title, or the pure title. I would say maybe if Castle wins, he could really uh, launch to the top of the, the TV title rankings. Uh, he obviously has the track record for it as a former world champion. On the other hand. Dr. Draper, Eli Isom, two very talented young guys, uh, could use a win uh, in this match with a former former world champion to quickly um, come to the forefront of any any one of those divisions there. So definitely looking forward to, to looking forward to that one as well. And we'll also see Flip Gordon face the world famous CB, formerly known as Cheeseburger. So you know, I mentioned it uh, on the Best in the World post show. Flip Gordon came up short against EC3, and uh, a very surprising outcome because he's scheduled to challenge for the world title uh, at Glory by On next month. So uh, definitely could have used a win there for some, uh, definitely a big, you know, statement making win there. When he, by coming up short, he definitely needs a win against uh, CB here. And no knock on CB, but this could kind of be a, a warm up match of sorts. He will challenge uh, Bandito at Glory by Honor for the title. And you, you can you can pretty much bet that he'll be definitely looking for some positive momentum uh, coming off of that loss to EC3 and looking ahead to his match with Bandito. So I think all three matches are definitely uh, worth looking forward to and worth uh, getting excited about because they, they definitely bring something different to the table. Otherwise, you know, not too, too much to report on uh, beyond that. As I mentioned, uh, Quinn McKay uh, losing that match against Mandy Leon does kind of throw some uh, uncertainty into the, the women's title tournament. We're not quite sure. Uh, how the bracket will unfold now that, that that one spot remains open, as far as I know. Again, no, no known announcement that I can recall or that I've that, that I've been able to find uh, about that last spot. So we'll have be able to we'll have, just have to wait and see what happens with that. Otherwise, uh, beyond those um, announced matches. The the big news story for Ring of Honor in, in general is the fact that I mentioned it last week, but we uh, Ring of Honor said they would make an announcement about their next pay-per-view, and they did. We now know that Ring of Honor Death by Dishonor will be back in September. They're returning to Lakeland, Florida. It will be on September. Um, 
let me see here it looks like september 12th and i think that is that is a sunday again so it's two sunday pay-per-views in a row for ring of honor uh very much looking forward to that i mean we've got we're gonna have a two-night glory by honor event next month but the the next big pay-per-view will be death by dishonor so we can you know look forward to any number of exciting matches there it'll be a, it'll be a, a historic show because we do know that the women's world title tournament will conclude at that pay-per-view so you know for the first time since before the pandemic we will have a new women's world champion in ring of honor and you know by then we'll see how the bracket will unfold i, I would hope that we'll find out who will be taking that final spot and uh, you know i'm just very much looking forward to that tournament and then seeing who uh, rises th through the ranks in that bracket and you know competes at best uh, at death by dishonor uh and fights for the that the currently vacant title uh we do we've had we know again all but one entry in, in the in the tournament at this point so um maybe that final entry could make a big difference but other regardless i'm sure it's going to be a great competition for the, for the title and you know the the best two uh wrestlers will will find their way to the death by death before dishonor and uh fight for the title there so until then uh, John Clark and I will be back here on Monday night as I'm recording this now to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. John and I also do the NXT post show and uh, the Dynamite Dudes Attitude cover all things AEW. And they also do WCW, WCW re rewritten to talk about all funny, fun Facebook and stuff for w WCW. And Robert D. Fleece and I are here on Saturdays to talk about uh, Friday Night Smackdown. And also, we've got a great team of interviews constantly coming at you guys, whether it's Bill Pritchard interviewing Matt Cardona. I, I interviewed Shane Taylor, so if you want to check that out, uh, to kind of as a, a companion piece for the Shane Taylor promotions match on this weekend's episode of Ring of Honor Wrestling, I recommend doing that. And otherwise, just all this stuff and more constantly coming at you guys, more interviews, more more shows, more, more post shows, all that stuff and more available on any number of platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever maybe We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. And remember, especially now the fans are back, you know, Ring of Honor, the, at least maybe not on the, the weekly TV show, but we know that we have best in the world and we can look forward to uh, Glory by Honor and Death Before Dishonor and beyond Ring of Honor. You've got WWE, AEW, Impact, all bring fans back. Wrestling is back. And then it, that makes it easy to, to, do, uh, to do the one thing we do here at WrestleZone above all others, and that is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.